0: Uh, and again, we encourage you to come up here and talk, ask questions of us, uh, John and myself, or our next guest. And he is up here already. He's itching to go because, you know what, I'm actually keeping up late keeping up late on a training night, which is not a good thing, uh, but we won't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> he's also a man who scored three tries against NOLA, but still didn't make the MLR team of the week. Apparently four tries was the cutoff, so... Uh, all right, everyone. Let's, let's welcome free tax winger Mitch Wilson. Mitch, how you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm
1: doing great. How are you guys? Good. Are you bitter? Come on, you're bitter. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I think the uh, the selection panel has their uh, picks correct. So, you know, it just keeps me hungry and uh, ready to rip into it next week. Yeah. So, what are you doing right now? Are you keeping an eye on the game? I'm sitting at my kitchen counter with my phone on charge and uh, with the Celtics game on in the background. It's a tight one.
0: They're up by, up by four, everybody. It's almost the end of the first, unless I'm on delay. But, uh, yeah, don't tell me. Uh, nah. <laughs> well, well, Mitch, let's let's go, Let's go. get right into it, man. Let's get right into the Eastern Conference Finals this weekend. You've got, um, you know, the traditional New York-Boston rivalry going on again this weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, you suffered your first loss at Quincy against them in the last week of the season, but you've had two weeks to figure it out, you know, what went wrong, you know, what to concentrate on, et cetera. You know, talk about what trainings have been like the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think the, the coaches and management actually came up with a really great schedule um, throughout that off week. We came in early in the week and um, got through our learnings and super proactive. And um, wow. then we are fortunate enough to get a couple of days off where we were able to relax a little bit and re- recover. And then uh, we finished the week strong with a few team activities, uh, some good training sessions. And then we had our awards banquet um, last Friday night, which is actually really Really special night to get together with um, Mm -hmm. everyone involved in the organisation, and then um, this week so far it's been again just a super productive week. Um, You know, with New York being the team that we played last, it's pretty much just a lot of our learnings from that that last game against them, and uh, a few new additions uh, going into this week. So it's been um, you know it's been refreshing knowing that it's you know New York was the last game we played, we we took the loss to them, but um, you know I think the boys are super motivated and hungry going into this next game.
0: I mean, you're you're not a newbie to, um, you know, big matches throughout your college career and now with MLR professionally. You know, what are your nerves like? Are you getting to the point where you're getting a bit nervous?
1: Uh, Man, I'd say I'm probably a bit more nervous getting on this podcast speaking. <laughs> um, I'm actually quite excited for this weekend. I'm sure the nerves will come. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, yeah, no, at, the, at, at the moment, it's just super exciting. And I think, um, obviously, nerves will come on Sunday. I'm sure I'll wake up feeling a bit weird and, um you know as as the day progresses the nerves will build but i'm super excited now and um, it's just been an awesome week um we're all really looking forward to it
0: yeah yeah just thinking about this right now i mean for me um i always had butterflies for games if i didn't there was something wrong and the one thing that got rid of the butterflies was my first hit or getting hit um, Yeah. what is it for you
1: what is it for you Oh, mate, I, I think it's the same thing. You know, you always just want to get that first tackle in or getting hit first or, you know, catching the ball or, you know, just getting that first involvement. Um, you know, I think that always settles the nerves. But, um, look, I, I go into most games with a lot of confidence with um, the playing group surrounding me and, you know, even just get some confidence off, you know, one of my teammates making a big hit or something something good happening on the field just gives you that confidence. As a wing, sometimes it takes a while to get that first hit or get that first touch of the ball. So, um you know, hopefully the nerves are gone before then.
0: Yeah. And I know one thing that kind of helps with those nerves for any of the players is, is, um, the great fan atmosphere that the team, you know, Mags, everyone else has really helped create over there at uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium. You know, what would it mean, um, to not only play a championship game at Veterans in front of them, but also win it, uh, for those fans?
1: Oh, it, it would be huge. Our fans have been awesome all season long. They've been the difference maker in some key games this year. And, uh, you know, I think we can only return the favor to them by going out and having a performance that they can be proud of.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's funny. You know, you, we, you and I have talked to the games before. Um, the fans can get loud. Uh, you know, I've been to a few other stadiums. Seattle has the same kind of atmosphere. They do a great job there. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that the fans actually do have an impact in that game because there have been a couple of games, uh, one against NOLA, um, where they came back in the second half against you guys. Um, And I had a good conversation with Dino Waldron after that, and he said it's just like they had all this energy, and all of a sudden the crowd really picked up. It got loud everything else, and uh-huh. you, they feel the momentum switching back to you guys. I mean, is, do you feel that when you're on the field?
1: Oh, 100%. Like, it, it feels like there's way more people in the stands than they're really – I mean, it's packed, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. you know, it feels like we're in an NFL stadium or – you know, something like that where it's it's super loud, and um, you know, I think this week uh, at training the other day it was exciting. Seeing behind the post that they've added a few more bleachers, so hopefully that means that a few more tickets have been sold and uh, some more people will be there and will even get more loud. I think uh, Mags and uh, the rest of the management do a great job scheduling uh, beer fests before the games, which I think um, just gets the fans in that uh, perfect mood to get loud.
2: No, Mitch, I, that's that's exciting stuff uh, playing in New England, and hopefully one of these days I'll be able to go up there and uh, watch you guys play. Um, I, invited I feel, you. B- <laughs> yeah, I know, Bill, you gotta you gotta invite me up, man. Come on, pay for my train <laughs> ticket up there. But um, I feel bad. My first question to you is, is asking you um, criticism or facing <laughs> criticism on your size, but this is not. This is Bill set it up this way, so blame him on this oh, on this oh. question. But <laughs> you're a uh, you're listed as 5'9 and 175, so I can commiserate I'm, I'm about the same size. But you're playing on the wing, right? So a lot of big, fast players um, out there in MLR and certainly at the international level. And we'll, we'll talk about your, your USA rugby selection here in a bit. But you know, how do you handle that criticism when, when people say you are undersized for that position?
1: Oh, mate, I honestly, I love it. Um, you know, it's yeah. been something, obviously, being a smaller player, it's, you know, I haven't haven't always been uh, the biggest player on the field. Um, quite actually, been the smallest player on a lot of teams. But um, look, I grew up in grew up in West, Western Sydney playing rugby league, which is uh, quite a physical game. And um, especially in the area that I grew up in, I played against a lot of Polynesian boys. And um, again, just you know, loved going up against those guys. And just always been something in me. I've you know, I've got three brothers, so you know, I'm always up for a challenge. Um, you know, and I just kind of. I try to show it on the field, you know, I play with a lot of heart and, um, you know, I I don't let my size get the best of me um, as best as I can. So, look, yeah, I I don't mind it. And, um, you know, it's not nothing new to me. So I'm just going to continue to to do my best, I guess.
0: You know, who's slightly taller than you, uh, Mitch, is your little brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twice the size of me. He stole
1: all my food growing up, I guess. <laughs>
0: It should be the other way around, man. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. No, but I when know. you,
0: yeah, but well you got the upper hand on them when they came to town. I mean, you you scored a try in that match. Um, he did lead Utah in tackles and ball carries, but you know, we always point the scoreboard after the game. So, you got the upper hand on him. I mean, has that. Is that kind of been the brotherly love you guys have? It's like, listen, uh, you, you won up them. So the next time you're together as a family, you said, "You remember that game where we beat you 33-17?" <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I think that there is a bit of family ro- family rivalry um, between my brother and I. My mom actually lives out in Utah, and same with my dad as well. So they're you know, they say that they're neutral, but Mum's going to Bailey's games week in, week out and, um, comes nice. to one game a season for me. And that's when Utah's playing us. So I think it's fair to say that she's a warrior supporter, but, um, uh, no, <laughs> I think it, it's been, you know, it's just been awesome to, to see Bailey do well. And, um, you know, haven't lived together since we probably, you know, I was 18 years old. So, uh, it's just awesome to see him do so well out there. And, um, I guess he's kind of the poster child for Utah, which is just exciting for him. And, uh, you know, he's playing good rugby, and it's just awesome that I get to be able to catch up with him when, when we play against each other and um, you know, hopefully catch him a few times on the field and let him know that he's still the younger brother.
0: <laughs> well, it was good to hear Gary mention that he was uh, also keeping an eye out for Bailey as far as USA play goes. So hopefully, one day for him as well.
1: Yeah, well, 100% would be awesome.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But you know what? First thing we want to do is gonna go to our first listener. And for the rest of you, uh, please go ahead. <laughs> West in the bottom left come up here and ask Mitch myself or John questions I'd love, love to have you guys um, you know come up here and ask questions because we only have like two that's all we have so it's <laughs> kidding uh, so going on Sean good to hear you again
3: yeah uh, thanks I, I had a question Mitch for the way you're looking forward to this game the edges are gonna be relatively the same I'm imagining with Fido and Naholo and really it's gonna be Milner Scudder and uh, Sam Windsor at the back. Does that change the way that you're approaching uh, attack, but really kind of defense and then counterattack, or are you just playing the position in the field and it doesn't matter who's in the who's in the slot back in 15?
1: Uh, well, I think we're, we're very aware of you know their threats. I think Ed Fidel had an unreal season. He got Wasaki um, Naholo, a, holo, a you know, former All Black uh, World Cup winner, and then uh, obviously Milner Scudder, who's at the same caliber as well. So, look, we're, we're aware of their threats. Um you know, it doesn't change too much what we do. that, you know, hasn't been a huge focus on on specific personnel for New York this week, but um, you know, we're very aware of them and I think, you know, myself and, and Paula and, and Dougie, the you know, our outside backs are up for the challenge and uh, you know, are excited for it.
3: I totally see y'all being up for the challenge. I just feel like Milner Scudder and and Windsor are like fairly different fifteens. And I just didn't know if that, that works into the, you're saying it doesn't work into the playbook at all or the, the, the system it's just, they seem like wildly different dudes to, to defend and then attack against.
1: Oh uh, yeah. You know, you are right. Sorry. I, I may have um, heard your question wrong there. I, look, I, I think, um, you know, Sam Wednesday has a great kicking game. Um, you know, I think we've got to be accurate with our kicks this weekend. We don't want to give him time and space to just um, flip the field and, and put the ball way back behind us. And, um, you know, I think Munoz Scudder probably has the best footwork in world rugby at the moment. So, um, you know, I think look, we'll 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 play to them to their skill sets. But um, you know, I think our game plan stays relatively the same. Um, you know, and I think New York have shown over the past few weeks that their game plan is is pretty similar, um, regardless of who they have as personnel as well. Um, you know, I know Andy's Andy Ellis has played nine and he's been ten. He's come off the bench as a backup nine and ten. and um, you know, they've, they've thrown a few different looks over the past few weeks as well. But, um, you know, I think we're, we're able to spot some uh, some trends and some themes in their game. And, um, you know, I think you can probably expect the same from us. There's not going to be a whole lot of changes um, going into into finals footy. Cheers, buddy. Thank you.
0: All right, let's go on to next, next listener. Uh, Mike,
3: how are you? I'm doing well, Bill. Really great show. Really enjoying it. Gary was amazing. Mitch, uh, big fan and uh, big supporter of uh, New England Free Jacks. My, my request to my family was to uh, be able to get the whole family together and go to the game, and everybody's excited to see you. Can you speak a little bit uh, to the physicality of the uh, New York uh, Rugby, New York, and and how you're going to address that? As you probably have realized, there's a little bit of a rivalry between Boston and New York, and um, We'd like to see you represent with a, a little bit more physicality this time around. Can you speak to that for us, please? Thank
1: you. Yes, Michael, 100%. I, I appreciate the support and, um, you know, looking forward to having you out of the game this weekend. Um, look, I think when we went into the into training or, the, you know, into office on, on the Monday after that game, there was probably, you know, 20, 30 clips um, played back to back to back. Um, of, of them physically beating us in certain areas of the game. And um, that's something that we do take a lot of pride in. And, um, you know, it's been a huge emphasis on that, um, especially around the breakdown. And, um, you know, we just want to make sure we're not, uh, you know, being inaccurate with the ball. and We're super detailed with, um, not, not to give away too much, but to be super detailed with where we're carrying the ball in the field and, um, you know, not allowing New York to, to bring massive line speed Um, against us which is what they have done the the past few weeks and against their opponents and I think just the the fact that it's a a New York and um, New England rivalry and you know them getting the upper hand on us last time I think um, you know without any tactical details or anything you know surrounding that I think it's going to be just a physical match Um, you know it's a it's an Eastern Conference final and um, you know I think our boys have a fire in their bellies they they have a fire in their bellies I believe if they win this game they you know, could talk, possibly have a home final. So, you know, I think it's it's a game that, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a physical game no matter what. We're there for you. Appreciate it, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you, Michael.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mike. Let's talk USA now. This is uh, – we're not going to forget about the MLR um, finals and conference finals because that's a big deal right now. And that's number one for you, obviously. But looking forward to me, congrats on making the 30-man roster. Um, that's the first step for you. The next step is now uh, getting on the pitch with the team, which I know you'll do. Uh, is this something you've been thinking about for a while? I mean, was there a time where you realized, oh wait, I could play for USA? That'd be amazing.
1: Oh, to be completely honest, um, it, it was something that as soon as I moved to America when I was um, 16 years old back in 2012, I was, you know, I didn't even realize that you know rugby was played over here. To be completely honest, so okay. you know, I was, I was a pretty, I was pretty bummed growing up playing rugby in Australia, and you know, finding out that I was moving to America it was kind of like, oh, well, I guess I'll stop playing rugby now. And then. Um, Fortunately enough, my mom was uh, looking into some rugby clubs in Orlando, and uh, was able to play with the Orlando Under Nineteens team. And um, had noticed that a couple players, had, you know, on the Florida team, had played, you know, All American, and um, you know, there was a pretty clear pathway, to be honest. And you know, I think that's been my goal ever since I moved over to the states. Um, and you know, ten, eleven years later, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a call up, but. No, it's definitely something that I've you know been working towards, and uh, it's been a huge goal of mine for yeah, you know, like I said, ever since ever since I moved over here.
0: I always wonder about it. I mean, when I played, I I made the South Select side once, and that's about my level. Uh, when I was a kid playing basketball in my backyard, you know, a uh, game, winning three point shot, whatever else. Is there an equivalent to that for rugby? <laughs> it's not like a, a drop goal or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, uh, you know, you, you give yourself the uh, the self-commentary, you know, yes. no time left, down by two, got to hit a drop goal. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a, a drop goal is probably the equivalent to a game-winning three-point shot, a game-winning drop goal.
0: There you go. So uh, assuming you had a um, and maybe a one-on-one conversation with Gary, even even at the game he was present there in Quincy, you know, or the phone call you got from him recently, was the, what was his message to you?
1: Um, yeah, I was able to catch up with Gary when he came out to that game against Utah and, um, you know, he had, he had some good feedback for me and, um, I w- was happy with how I'd been playing and, um, kind of just said, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. And, um, you know, he spoke about a few opportunities that, that were on the horizon, but, um, you know, nothing too entailing. And, uh, I guess, um, you know, I was a little bit, I guess I wouldn't say surprised, but, you know, I knew that I was uh, in the mix and, you know, I was on the fringe and, I could potentially get the call up, but, um, you know, when I, you know, got the actual notification, I was, you know, pretty, pretty happy and, and pleased and, um, you know, a little bit surprised as well, you know, not, not because I didn't think that I should be there or anything, but, you know, I just surprised because, um, you know, there was a goal that I'd been working for for a long time and, um, you know, it wasn't anything that was guaranteed, I guess. So I'm just super, super grateful for the opportunity. And like you said, um, you know, I guess it's a foot in the door, and um, you know, I'm just excited to to go out there and, and add value and
2: hopefully yeah. own a cap. Yeah, Mitch, Let's go back a little bit to uh, kind of your start in rugby. So you were you were born in in Sydney, Australia. Um, I had a, the opportunity to to study abroad there. Did you ever go down the coast to Wollongong and play the university team there by chance?
1: No, I didn't. I Wollongong is a beautiful place. Um, you know, Kayama, Wollongong. It's, yeah. it's it's beautiful down there. Um. You know, I think I was just too young. So, I was, you know, I was only sixteen when I had moved over to the to America, and um, you know, never got the opportunity to play any university sides. Um, you know, my dad played in the Shoot Shield competition. My, my older brother played in the Shoot Shield competition. I was always a ball boy, and um, you know, throughout my younger years, I actually played rugby league. So, yeah. um, never really had the opportunity to go down there and play um, the university side.
2: That's all good. I was there for a few semesters, and they let me play on the third on the third team. But uh, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know coming to America. Someone's going to have to uh, edit your wiki Wikipedia page because they said that you moved to the Orlando, Florida when you were fourteen, but you just said sixteen. So we'll have someone change your wiki page. But uh, <laughs> I didn't even know I had a Wikipedia page. So yeah they, how do you, uh, how do you think we do all our top level research? Uh, <laughs> but uh, what what prompted the move to the to the U.S. and um, you know uh, why Florida of, of anywhere in the U.S. Just curious.
1: Uh, so it was actually my my dad's business. Um, you know, he was traveling a lot over to, to America. He had a had a business in um, smart homes and you know security software and home automation. And um, you know, I guess it's just a massive market for it in the U.S. And he was always taking trips over here. And uh, you know, we my mom's side of the family, she actually has some family out in Utah and. Um, you know, eventually I think it was just the right move for him to come over. And, um, I believe he had a contract, you know, those, was two opportunities. One was either going to be, I think in Austin, Texas and, and the other in Orlando, Florida. And, um, at the time I was like, Oh, I'm so glad it's Florida because, you know, I was pretty naive and thought, you know, Texas was, uh, you know, farms and cowboys and, you know, as <laughs> someone grown up in, in Western Sydney, but, um, no, it was, yeah, it was just, uh, a family, uh, business opportunity. And, um, you know, my younger brother Bailey and I both moved over and um, my two older brothers stayed in Australia and have, you know, spent some time over here and done some, since over here, but for the most part have stayed back home. So, um, you yeah, know, it was just a, a family move and, um, you know, didn't, didn't really know how long it was going to be for and, um, you know, eventually kind of settled in over here and went to college, graduated high school and went to college. And, you know, it's been awesome to see, you know, opportunities open up like the MLR and, you know, obviously there's so many colleges in the U S that offer scholarships and, you know, have rugby programs. And um, like I said, just something that I was completely unaware of, probably a bit naive of me, but um, you know, it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's it's nothing that I would have thought uh, when I first found out I was moving over here.
2: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about college. You went to, went to life again, Wikipedia research. You won three national championships. (laughs) 2016 2018 2019 uh usa rugby collegiate all-american four years in a row there's a lot of good college rugby programs in the u.s at least up and coming is there a better collegiate program out there to prepare you for professional rugby and that's speaking of life well well look
1: i i don't know from other programs so i wouldn't be able to speak for them but you know life uh definitely prepared me well um you know, it was an awesome, awesome rugby program. It was a great university. I enjoyed my time down there. Um, you know, I think that's what was needed for me. Um, it was a great stepping stone into you know the M.L.R. It was um, you know a great opportunity for me to grow up and um, spend some time away from family and um, you know figure out figure out myself a little bit. And um, you know, I had the I had the likes of some awesome coaches, um, Scott Lawrence, one of them, Colton Carriaga, uh, Blake Bradford. Um, and, and many others that, you know, even players like A.J. McGinty were there when I was there, Sean Davies, um, just some awesome people down there which um, really developed my rugby and um, helped me grow not only as a rugby player but as a person. And, um, yeah, you know, it was it was, it was great preparation for, for obviously the MLR and um, and just life in general, no pun intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, when you were there, were you, did you ever use the upper pitch the uh, with the track around it?
1: Uh, absolutely yeah and the lower pitch before it was tough, yeah yeah
0: so I, I played in atlanta with old white a number of years and i started off with life for a short amount of time and um 96 is when usa played ireland there so i'm just dating myself um <laughs> great facilities and, and life did a great job with their with their program and um and you know we'd always face them for you know games here and there to always get beat by life but anyway um they've always had some strong sevens programs there in atlanta so uh, you were we were you ever part of like the summer programs or at least the club programs as well not just uh life sevens um one hundred percent. yeah sorry what are you asking sorry no no so so um atlanta has a uh, really good sevens programs not just uh life. Oh, yes. like
1: 100 percent. so i actually throughout the summers i actually was uh, i kind of Said no to rugby every summer, um, but yeah, you know, Atlanta Old White, Atlanta, you know, rugby has has a great uh, sevens program, and a, and a lot of life boys go and play for them throughout the sevens season. And um, you know, I know they did great in um, nationals last year, and mm-hmm. you know, I've gone to nationals the past few years. But um, no, I actually never never played in in any of those uh, summer sevens programs. Um, kind of just put my head down, caught up on some extra classes. Yeah. worked for, work for a bit of side money and, uh, and and hung up the boots throughout the summer to just in, enjoy a summer. But um, no, I am familiar with those teams.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised you never heard of there because um, I captain the 220 pound and over seven side for all White. So...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't qualify for that team unfortunately. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> one day, you know, definitely will. Wait till you're 30. All right. <laughs> so. Speaking of '27 stuff, you know, we were talking to Connor Mooneyham uh, a while back on the show, and uh, during our, our our big old research stuff, we found that play that you and Connor were involved in, where you made a break up the field, and uh, the tackler pulled the jersey over your head, and yeah. Connor pulls it pulls your jersey in the ball and nearly scores. I mean, I I just saw it again today. I'm still laughing about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what happened there. No, Connor was uh, Connor was awesome. He was actually one of my one of my roommates in college, and um, yeah, that that play was pretty funny. I, I heard footsteps and slowed down and thinking the guy would go straight past me, which he did. But he pulled my jersey over the top of my top of my head as as he did that and. Uh, you know knowing the laws of the game you've got to release the ball but it's it's in my jersey i don't know how. To, you know what, what do i do so i just kind of put my hands back and kind of rip the rest of my jersey off with the ball in it and uh i still think he, yeah his face when he picks it up is pretty damn funny
0: what was the call what was the referee call
1: i think he's i think he just said scrum like uh you know i don't think i think it was just like oh you can't play with you know you can't pass the ball like yeah i think he was just like scrum to to us, but um it was an interesting call. What do you call? You know, no, I don't so, think there was any any law in the game that he could have called maybe a obstruction or a interference. or I don't know. Equipment failure. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So, guys, we have just a few minutes left with Mitch. Um, he's got. We seriously, he needs to get to the bed. I'm keeping up late, but um, <laughs> nice. No, um, just a couple more questions for you. You know, what are you doing outside of the free jacks? I understand you. Uh, you're you're coaching as well, right?
1: Yep. So, uh, the past couple of years I've, um, had an awesome opportunity to be able to coach, um, up at Dartmouth college in Hanover, New Hampshire as their assistant coach. Um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time up there and, um, you know, I think I've, I've learned a lot. Um, you know, like you said, you know, I wasn't able to experience many other rugby programs at other universities and it's been eye opening to, to, you know, very, very different programs, but, um, still a huge level of respect for both programs and, um, that's been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed over the past few years, and I, I really enjoy coaching, and I um, feel get to continue to do that in, in some aspect. And get to use their uh, the, the whole Dartmouth uh, workout facility, beautiful, beautiful. Oh,
0: that's
1: beautiful. It's a, it's yeah. a great facility. Yeah, uh, I felt very spoiled whilst I spent my time <laughs> up there.
2: All right, Mitch. These uh, these last these last two minutes here, we normally do some rapid fire fun questions with our guests. So um, I'll, I'll start with you with a, with a quick and easy one: Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts?
1: People are going to hate me for this, but it's <laughs> <the whole box. laughs>
2: Mitch, you should have said Dunkin' Donuts, but that's all right. I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. that's why I prepped I it, <laughs> That's all good. At least you were being honest. Um, you know, New England, the Free Jacks, after the games, they're well known for you know the food spread that they have after the game. Uh, what's been the best thing you've eaten after one of the games? Oof.
1: Honestly, the, the other week um... – I don't even know what it was. It was some like stew ratatouille type I don't know, some some dish that had veggies and meat in there and sausages and stuff and it was amazing. I'd I i do not even know what you'd call it, but it was unreal and then <laughs> they've always got some um some big cookies and brownies there, which um, you know me, I gotta get my calories up after after a big game, so sneak a few of those into my pocket as well.
2: <laughs> That's how you get on bills over two twenty, uh seven Yeah. yeah. <laughs> i wish yeah <laughs> um we had we had uh we had josh larson on a couple of weeks ago and we, we asked him a question about um, you know the great thing about a rugby pitch is you get guys from all over the world some funny accents so who's who's got the who's got the funniest accent on the new England free jack squad <laughs> uh i don't know
1: um who does have a funny accent? Let me think that I I'd probably say Josh Larson to be completely honest. And it's not maybe
2: it's because he just brought his name. Yeah, I think you may have cut out there with Josh Josh is a pretty funny one. I guess last one here, I think we might be uh, coming up on time here, but uh, who's got the best here on the free jacks?
1: Oh. Great question, but easy answer. Eagle. Uh, Kyle yeah. the Eagle Sakura um, <laughs> that's outstanding and then probably closely behind you've got um, Jesse Prate with his, um, with his noodles coming out of his head that's great stuff <laughs>
0: well uh, Mitch Wilson thank you so much for giving us your time tonight uh, good luck this weekend uh, we're cheering for you and hope to talk to you again soon thank you guys and um, yeah thanks
1: to all the listeners for tuning in I, I really appreciate it
0: alright buddy have a good night have a good weekend we'll talk again
1: thanks guys cheers
0: all right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of USA Rugby Happy Hour Live here on Twitter Spaces. Uh, check out early next week for next week's uh, uh, guests. Uh, love having you on every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week, everybody. Good night.